Hello friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. A dear friend, client, and listener <laughs> sent me a question early last month about whether interdimensional beings dream or if it's just a human phenomenon. I thought it was an incredibly fascinating question and got me thinking about how various types of beings approach the concept of sleep and dreaming, as well as how they interact with us in that state, especially extraterrestrials or just loved ones and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Here we go. There are many types of beings with various ways of being, obviously. For us, sleeping is a way for our energy systems to take over, to nourish our body, and bring us back in alignment, just like our other organ systems try to. When it comes to other beings, some do mimic something similar to how we sleep. Some will kind of hibernate for long periods of time, staying in a dream world, while others do not experience either of those and don't really rest or dream at all. If we take a look at more higher dimensional beings, such as the Alevilars, whom I introduced back, I think, in the fourth episode, they are essentially like cosmic angels. They are huge, kind of humanoid looking with giant wings that span everything, every dimension, every reality. They are made up of all the planets, suns, moons, asteroids, and everything else in the universe. It's all intertwined in them. The consciousness of these beings are pretty solely in super high dimensions, so while things that are in lower dimensions, like us, are a part of them, and vice versa, their main core is operating way up there. Their consciousness is way high. So they exist in energetic dream worlds just as much as they exist in our physical one right now. They do not sleep because they are in a constant state of being. Their energy will move, shift, and expand as it fills like the spaces is necessary, so there is no need to recharge because this shifting and expanding, their constant state of flux is what kind of recharges them. They are essentially a charger themselves, so they are fueling everything else, but they are the main source of the fuel. This would ring true pretty much for all very high-frequency beings. If we go down a notch, we get something a bit different. There are various types of beings in the universe, so obviously this varies, but I'm going to give you some examples just to kind of see the spectrum of stuff, starting off with fairies, of course. <laughs> Fairies kind of sleep, but it's not as, like, out of control as ours are, as ours is, as ours is, yes. When we sleep, our bodies just lay there, kind of vulnerable, and our dreams are often at the mercy of our subconscious rather than our conscious mind, unless you get into lucid dreaming. For them, dreaming is almost synonymous with how we daydream, so they are very present and consciously directing how their energy moves through space. <clears throat> their version of sleep allows them to reach further into their, like, psyche, soul. Uh, they can also check in on other people. It's almost like when they tap into their dream state, they're, all, they're able to then tap into somebody else's dream state. So, like, ours or something. Um, it almost, like, creates a nice, easy transition or portal to um, that sleep realm. Some use sleeping and dreaming to find peace and melt into the energy of their environment, while others do it just to go on an adventure or check up on someone. 
Since fairies are very fluid creatures, they're able to really melt into various states of being, and dreaming allows them to push further into that. I don't feel like fairies necessarily travel to other planets and stuff. In their waking state, they're very tied to Earth, so they don't really astral travel out to other planets. This is their little nook of the universe here on Earth, and just kind of keep it expanding here. When they rest, however, they push into a finer astral type body and can interact with other beings or explore the energies of other areas. Very similar to what happens when we dream, but they still don't often like go out into space to explore. Can it happen? Yes, but it's not that common. Many fairies live for adventure, so sleep really rejuvenates them by keeping the adventure alive, and for those that live for peace and serenity, sleep allows them to just reach higher forms of, like, zen and peace. In that sense, sleep doesn't necessarily have the exact same benefits as it does for us, where we physically heal and process emotions, but rather it allows them to kind of reset and push the boundaries of their energy. There are some beings coming forward that live their whole lives in a lucid dream state. On their planet, things are almost like thick, flat, and hard, like stone. It's just a, a hmm, solid, crab-like, shelled planet of stones. <laughs> but each stone piece has its own consciousness. Hey, Skeeter. It's a lot of oranges, yellows, browns, a little bit of reds, all of those, like, warmer tones. The planet isn't dusty. It feels like any dust that comes into the atmosphere cakes onto the stone beings because the planet is so hot. On the planet, their physical bodies are usually in motion constantly, looking for the warmest spots or shifting with the planet's core's movements. Skeeter, what are you doing? Oh. My cat is, some days I record and things are fine, other days they just want to come into the closet and, like, wreak havoc. Today is one of those days. Uh, anyway, so their bodies uh, will move towards the warmer areas on the planet, or they'll shift with the core's movements. The core is still very much active. They move very, very slowly, and it's very instinctual, separate from the conscious mind. Their bodies just kind of move as guided by everything. In their bodies, they're always in a state of zen, very neutral, very just kind of being. Energetically, however, they're always in a dreamlike state, completely dazed and unpresent. So their bodies feel nice and calm, but it's almost like they're always in this very high meditational place. This energetic state feels like a collective dream. Everyone's there participating in this realm. Everything looks very shiny and translucent, very opposite from what their planet looks like. Their bodies in this realm look like they're made out of glass. They're in a completely different form than how their physical bodies appear. They're almost like if you were to turn those spiky brown balls that fall from trees into a glass-like cartoon character. That's kind of what they look like. This is a lucid state, so they're all building and creating this collective world together from their mind. It reminds me of the Matrix a bit, where they're all, like, sleeping, but consciously in a whole other world, you know? They know that this world is a dream world, and they do have the ability to consciously, consciously connect back to their body, but their body just feels so heavy. It feels so restricted. 
being in their physical body, so they don't do it often or for very long. In their lucid dream state, they do get some energetic visitors from other collectives and stuff, but they don't really go out and explore. They just kind of stay within the confines of their collective dream because there's more than enough to explore there. Some beings are able to pop into our dreams, and this would also apply to those that pop into these beings' dreams. A collective that gives a good example of how this kind of works or how they approach this is the Mantis. They are able to interact with both our physical and astral bodies. They can manipulate the timeline, can change memories to feel like bizarre dreams, etc. Mantis are able to change the frequency of their own body operating to either appear physically or energetically, so they're great at moving and shifting through various dimensions. In asking the ones I connect with how they approach sleep, I was told that they have rest periods to regenerate their body and energy field, but these rest periods in total only last for like two to four hours per week. These beings exist in various dimensions, so the ones that reach higher states of being need less, like only one hour of rest per week, or some can go weeks without resting and regenerating. They don't dream. Their sleep or their resting is almost like when we lay down to rest our eyes. You know, we're still very much conscious, but our body is just resting in a state of, of calmness. They are a collective that does interact with us a lot, especially when we're sleeping, and they can see when a person is dreaming. They say it literally looks like a sparkling flat puddle that floats above them, almost like how an oil spill on a wet road would look. It's just kind of like hovering right above their head, like around their crown chakra. Depending on the person, how open they are, etc., some people's puddles will be open for a being to come in and interact with them through in their dream state. It's almost like it's available to beings on certain layers. For example, if there is already an energetic tie to a being, like a loved one that has passed away or a spirit guide or something, it will be open for them to kind of come through into their dream state. It will also be open to energies that are around us a lot. So if we have a lot of extraterrestrial energy around us or an energy latch on of sorts, it'll also be open to them. We have already, in a way, invited them, even if it's unconsciously, into our space. So then they have access to interacting with us in a dream state where we'll be more receptive to them and their energy. We can have a more like present interaction. There's a bag on the floor in my closet, and my cats are playing like tug-of-war. Skeeter is outside, Thistle's inside, and they just keep pulling it. So apologies if you can hear that. For people that are naturally closed off, there seems to be very strict boundaries around who has access to inside this puddle. This, my words aren't working. To go inside of the puddle. For those that don't have access inside, you can still see the puddle, but it almost looks less vibrant, almost like it's more opaque. There's no clear doorway for you. It's not It's not open there. If you have access to it, then it's very like rich. You can see its movement. It's almost like moving in a clockwise direction. Um, and you can, yeah, it's present and you can manifest in there if you want to. For people that are naturally open, the boundaries are a bit less strict. So if a being kind of is operating at a frequency that aligns with them, then they're able to pop in even if there's no existing like relationship or connection with them. 
Everything has a ton of energetic layers to it, so if you astrally travel somewhere, you will not be meeting every energy there, but just ones that you're essentially in alignment with, so that kind of goes with that. If you're more open, you may be exploring more and like interacting more with various beings, because naturally you would be more open to making those connections. Going back to the mantis, when they are working with a person, they have a soul contract in place, which gives them access to the little dream puddle portal because there is an energetic relationship that is active. If they come to check in on us or help our bodies or enhance it in some way, one method they will use is uh, they'll pull the astral body out of or towards this dream puddle. If we are dreaming and diving into our subconscious or soul's energy, we go inside of ourselves. Uh, So it's almost like the astral body inverts and then like raises in vibration as it goes through various levels. So it would just kind of be pulling it back out. Whereas if we like astral travel, this puddle acts as an anchor. So it's almost like drawing the string back to our bodies. Sometimes they need us to be awake for the interaction, or they need to do adjustments and downloads, both physically and energetically, so they need our energy body with our physical one. If they don't want to wake you, they will draw your energy back just to the entrance of the pedal, kind of freeze it in place, then fill your body with a substance that keeps you asleep so that you aren't disturbed, but your energy body is nearby. The freezing thing almost feels like if your astral body were taking up the same space as your physical body, but it isn't able to fully, like, nestle into it. There's, like, a separation that occurs, which prevents you from waking up. Because if your astral body sat back into your physical body, you would wake up. Other times, if they need you awake but don't want to alarm you or scare you, they can alter your memory, which turns the whole ordeal into a really bizarre dream. This is usually done through filling your body with a substance that keeps the conscious mind teetering on the edge of conscious and unconscious. Like, you will be conscious enough to speak and answer questions, walk, move, etc., but your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and all that stuff won't be flowing. This causes some bizarre experiences where you wake up feeling like something happened. You may feel really tired, like you were up all night and had some crazy, vivid dreams that make absolutely no sense. The mantas specifically are great at moving the timeline, so they can even go back in time and reset your memories so the details are non-existent. Because sometimes they can be a little bit, um, much and can scare people. (laughs) This is where people may go seek to uh, explore hypnosis to kind of reopen those blocked memories. The approach they take depends on the person, the purpose, what they need, what's best for the person, etc. Sometimes if you have a strong connection with them or they're trying to alert you of their presence, they'll wake you up all the way to let you know they're there. This will naturally, like, you'll wake up and then you'll feel that weird anxious feeling that their energy tends to, um, cause. Then they'll work on you until you fall back asleep naturally, fill you with a substance to knock you out or bring you to that teetering state or whatever, etc. <laughs> Some beings can be really dominant around our field, which naturally causes us to explore that connection more while we sleep. This can create a lot of weird exchanges with them in dreams. If there's a heavy presence around, especially, this can result in nightmares, whereas if it's a light one, then it can result in wonderful dreams where you feel like you met a guide or something. 
if there is a lot of heaviness around you, like not when you're sleeping, but just in your home or something, it may be worth putting some safety measures in place before you sleep to prevent you from kind of diving more into that at night. If there's an energy that doesn't resonate with you, the uncomfortability can very much bleed into your dreams, which can cause like sleepless nights and just increases a connection that doesn't need to be increased. These safety measures are also really good to use for kiddos that are very sensitive to energy and tend to feel kind of scared at night. Besides regularly cleansing and cleaning the space to keep the vibes refreshed and high, you can leave a little bowl of salt near your bed, either next to it on the floor, on a nightstand, or under your bed. Be sure to discard and replace the salt every other day or so until things kind of settle. You can install a protective bubble around you, your bed, and your room if you'd like before bed. Call upon your loved ones and guides to keep you safe and surrounded by only the highest frequency beings as you sleep and venture into dreamland. You can use crystals such as rose quartz or howlite to keep you calm, black tourmaline for protection, and citrine for protection and to help process the energy. You can place these near the bed, under your pillow. I personally like to put them in my pillowcase under the pillow so that they don't fall off the bed. Be sure to cleanse them when they feel heavy or about once a month. Again, if there is an energy very present around our subconscious, around our energy field, around us, and something we need to process, these won't necessarily push that away because it's trying to neutralize and essentially needs our involvement rather than being swept under the rug, which was probably happening many times. It's like coming out because we need to face it. So these safety protocols only help you from something else coming in. If it's already a part of you and something that needs to be addressed, it's going to, you're still going to dream about it because there's still a lot of processing around it that needs to happen. But these will help kind of make sure there's nothing extra adding on to that and will also help you in the processing, especially the crystals, so that you're able to kind of get through it faster. Getting a Reiki healing done is also very beneficial to help that if that's something you struggle with it does help with dreams and all that stuff because that's all coming from heavy energies kind of in your field so that's like another tool you can use if you can't if you're having a hard time kind of getting past it by yourself it's important to remember that while we aren't fully aware of what goes on in the energetic just due to our human condition of forgetting it all it doesn't mean that we are helpless or out of control we are still energetic beings. Everything in the physical has an energetic blueprint. Everything we feel and experience is present on our energy field and then manifests out. When we sleep, we are beyond the conditions of the physical world, which is where we're normally operating in, you know? So it feels different, but we're still in control. It's still a part of us. It's literally, we're just jumping into a different state of being, a different state of our consciousness where... We go with the flow. We act as source, expanding, exploring, pushing into the natural progression of energy rather than consciously creating and directing outside of it. If you don't like something, if you're dreaming a lot of heavy dreams and there's obviously like a lot of baggage there or you just, I don't know, whatever energy is around you just does not feel good. You can make shifts in your conscious mind to kind of begin opening seeds of change in your subconscious. 
If you have a lot of nightmares or dreams of weird beings, claim your space through stating your conditions, placing your boundaries both energetically and physically, observe your thought processes, make adjustments if they seem to go down a spiral quickly or tend to automatically go to heaviness, do some shadow work if need be, I've got an episode on that, journal, observe, let go, and love yourself through it all. If you need a healing, do a healing. If you need to take a bath, take a bath. Lightening up the load your subconscious carries lightens up the energy it dives into when you sleep, as well as the energy that is attracted to you. Our thoughts and feelings are constantly manifesting. That's the law of attraction. Adjust those roots and you'll adjust what comes to you. Again, both physically and energetically. Way easier said than done, but I am always here for you if you need support. It's not an easy venture to go on, you know, clearing all that stuff up and Um, kind of shifting. Since we're here, we're in a unique position to kind of expand and explore new areas of our energy. So just because there is a pattern or cycle that has been there for you always, it does not mean that you're like forever doomed to be stuck in it. We are here to expand and explore and create, you know? So you can totally expand and explore and create a whole other reality for yourself. It just takes some discipline and determination you know, but I am always here for you. Your team of guides, departed loved ones, we are all rooting for you. (laughs) You are so much more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I am sending you all so much love. Thank you as always for listening and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at Channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.